Hello and welcome to the Property Management Show. I'm your host, Alex Osinenko. My day job is a CEO of 4.5, a marketing company that works exclusively with fee-based property management companies. I spent the last seven years of my life helping property management companies become more successful by improving sales, marketing, and operational efficiency. On this show, we'll deconstruct success into its key components and invite subject matter experts to help you improve every facet of your business. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Okay, so our topic today is um, growing your property management business by targeting self-managing investment property owners, uh, or what my guest Scott Brady calls the blue ocean opportunity. Scott, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Hey, thanks for uh, sitting down to chat with me. So tell me a little bit more about yourself, kind of your background a little bit, and uh, how you came to be the authority on the subject and how you coined the term Smith. Help me out here. Let's call them SMIPOs. SMIPOs, thank you. you. So my, my background, briefly, I was in banking and private banking. And in 1997, obtained my broker's license and started my first real estate company. Uh, did very well, sold a lot of real estate personally, built a real estate company, and then, like many others, suffered through the recession and um, sat here in about 2011 with a lot of uh, office space and uh, had uh, and didn't terribly enjoy the uh, recession and, and the uh, up and down of the revenue stream and thought maybe I should get into property management. So starting you know late 2011, uh, started exploring and getting into uh, the uh, property management business. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and and so, I mean, for full disclosure, you've been a client of four and a half, and you and I have chatted in the past. On the past, so uh, your growth is fairly um, incredible, I should say. Right? You you were able. Can you can you tell kind of take us through a little bit of you know? Well, you started in two thousand eleven. Where are you now, and how you got here? More or less, we've doubled every year. So by the end of 2011, I think we're managing under 50 doors. Uh, by 2012, we were managing uh, over 100 doors. And fast forward, as of today, we're managing about 450 doors. And we add about, our target is to add 30 to 40 doors a month. That is, that is really incredible growth. So doubling every year, we're talking you know, software, hot ticket, startup kind of growth. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll talk about this, but I see property management not as a real estate business, but really as a technology business. Uh, Zappos isn't in the shoe business. They're in the business to drive as many eyeballs to their website, convert those leads to customers, ship out shoes, and provide great customer service. I see what we do here is similar, if you will, um, a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more drama, but still, I think you can have the growth rate of a technology company if you approach it as such. That that is incredible. I I always say you know there's a, there's a there's a large uh, similarity between a property management business and any software or other recurring business because of that exact thing the recurring revenue, and you know there's a concept uh, in in SaaS software as a service and that is uh, kind of the des- the desert uh, uh, you walk the desert first because of the recurring revenue many property management companies owners would kind of go through the desert of no profits a very little um, you know revenue. Uh, that that left at the bottom line, 
uh, as they go and continue to scale. But once you scale up, you know, that recurrent revenue will catch up and start essentially paying huge dividends. And now at scale, you can grow in even faster. I'm actually quite impressed that you were able to sustain doubling every year. Are there, so, and, and this brings me to the next question. I get a lot of clients who say, well, John down the street, you know, he has, you know, he's, he's, I, I don't want to be like John down the street. I want to have, you know, a, a little bit of a different outlook. I, I want to have, I want to feel different to my customers, but essentially they're fighting for the same 40, 50 deals that happen in that town every month. You have a different outlook on this. Tell me a little bit more about how you approach growth. Yeah, so when I got in the property management business, I, re- I realized exactly what you're talking about, that uh, property management companies were fighting over the same 400 clients. And, you know, and really, their business model, I interviewed a lot of property management companies, was if they did a great job for Bob, and Bob that night went to a bar and talked to Steve, and Steve happened to have a property in the same cities where Bob did, and maybe he would refer over the business. And the growth rates were anemic. I talked to companies in the business 20 years, and they're managing 200 doors. And, you know, I quickly realized, you know, the definition of hell is managing about 150 or 200 doors. You're, you're not big enough. You don't have economies of scale. You don't have marketing dollars. And, and, and the, the real problem is, is that you're beholden to your staff. If your operations person leaves out the front door, you're in trouble. If your property manager leaves out the front door, you're in trouble. So I realized pretty quickly I was going to have to grow the business and get into that proverbial blue ocean. Where, where, where was it where nobody else was going? And what I did, because I have a marketing background, is I, I asked around, and there were no surveys. There was no documentation on, you know, who are these people that own investment properties? Who are they? You know, what do they do? Um, how many are there? So I started sending out surveys. I sent out hundreds of surveys to find out, you know, you know who, who they are. Do they manage their own property, or do they have somebody manage their own property, and what are their motivations? And I was really surprised what I found, to be honest with you. And that's what started the whole targeting of the self-managing investment property owners was the what, what, what the results I found from those surveys. Can you give us a bit of a uh, an idea on what those results were and kind of how they shaped your decisions? Yeah. And, and it's obviously not a great sample because it's my survey, but I do survey um, out of state owners, out of county owners, in-county owners of all different property types. And what I found was roughly 70% of people manage their own properties. Um, if, you, if you Google it, it's, some people think it's as high as 80%. Some people think as low as you know, 60 or 50%, but whatever. I found about 70% of people were managing their own properties, and um, nobody was really targeting them because they're not Googling. They're not paper-clicking. They're not yelping. They're just out there managing their own properties. Gotcha. So these are not what we call hand raisers, right? In in a in a lead in the conversion or lead generation industry, marketing industry, they don't, they don't they, they don't raise their hands. So what what how do you make them? How do you? Uh, I guess the question is, and and I, I mean I, I bet that's part of the trick of the trade. But how how do you get to those people? How do you how do you get to the blue ocean? Well, what I to me the definition of sales is that somebody has a problem and you've got a solution. Of any any business I've been in, that's the people that succeed 
um, they, they recognize a problem for a solution. What was interesting with these people, you had to make them aware that they had a problem. They didn't even think they even had a problem. And so what we found was that they were managing their own properties because they had a very negative perception of the property management business across the board. Mm -hmm. uh, their, their perception was that property management companies charged too much. Uh, they didn't care about their property. They, were, um, they weren't honest about their fees. Um, they used vendors they didn't trust. And so you, the perception of the industry was very negative. And so that became the goal then was to change that perception from negative to positive and to provide the solution to that problem. Because in the end, they also said they didn't like managing their own properties. Uh, they didn't like securing tenants. They didn't like enforcing the contract. They didn't like going to court um, for evictions. They didn't like all the things that we do, but they, they felt trapped. They didn't feel like they had an option. And so what, I've, uh, what I, we try to do here every day is provide that option to them. That that is really eye opening, and here's here's me spending the last eight years of my life in the industry, and I can tell you a couple things. Number one is, and this this uh, uh, what we saw uh, as a, as a definitive thing is the last five years, property management, you know, got brave and exited the dusty back rooms of their real estate motherships, right? Yes. And I, I and when the broker, the real estate broker, put yourself in a heyday of 2007 when you're slinging, you know, 100 homes a year, what do you care about those 50 units that your company manages? You know, they're stuck in a dusty back room and, you know, and there's, there's one person managing those accounts and who cares, right? But you're absolutely right. That built the perception and now I'm connecting the dots, right? That built, that kind of attitude built the perception in an investor mind that, hey, these guys are just here to sell me a house, but they're not going to do as good of a job managing. I'm might as well do it myself, even though it's uh, costing me heartache and headache. Um, but but so that is it. So how are you changing those perceptions? I know you said your 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 particular things that you surveyed about. You know they hate placing their tenants. They don't like this. They don't like that. But how do you make them believe that you are the one? Well, yeah. So when I got I, I decided when I interviewed all these property manager owners of property management companies, it was clear to me that they were stuck in the past. They weren't going to change their business model to accommodate the perception of these people. And when we talk about numbers, uh, when, I think once again, the SMIPOs out there, you know, in my marketplace, which I serve more or less most of Southern California, we're talking 800,000 people managing their own property, a huge market. Uh, let's call 300,000 are hiring property management companies. And by the way, of the 800,000, 70% of those properties are nine units or less. So you're talking mom and pop. You're mm -hmm. not talking big investors. So when I, just, I was able to design my website from scratch, I was able to design my marketing from scratch, and, and what I did was I decided that their, their problem was, a, they basically had four issues that we had to resolve, and in no particular order, that they really had to trust you. They had a, they had a real trust issue with property management companies. Um, and when I looked at all the websites, I could understand why. Nobody had their pricing on their websites. Nobody had their contracts on their websites. Nobody had how they did business or fee structure. So, you know, my opinion was you had to have value propositions. You had to offer value propositions to these people managing their own property so they felt more confident about handing off their property. And, and we could talk specifically what value propositions are. To me, in any industry, if you don't have a value proposition, it comes down to price. You know, ultimately, if everybody was charging X percent to manage properties, what's the differentiating factor? And that's your value proposition. So we created you know, easy exit contracts. 
We have performance guarantees. We have better tenant systems. We have certification plans. So all these kind of cool things, these bright, shiny lights that are – and they're, they're true, by the way. If we don't do certain things, we pay a price. Um, so we, they had to trust us, and we created value propositions that we communicate through our marketing, specifically the website and our uh, direct mail, so that they feel like we – that they can trust us. Um, and then the second thing that was really critical is they, they really don't believe us. They don't believe our industry. Even if you say you're going to do it, how do they know you're going to do it? And to me, that was about total transparency, which was sorely lacking in property management. Um, and once again, and for our company, we are completely transparent. Our monthly rates, um, our uh, tenant acquisition fee, we have comparison charts on our websites with other property management companies. We have a variable pricing model so they can see exactly what we're going to charge. Once again, we have the management contract on our website. So they they can feel, not can they trust us, they can certainly believe us. We put all the properties we manage, a maps on our, our, our website, for example. So we have total transparency with our consumers. Yeah, that that that, that is really key. I think that's that's a huge value proposition in itself, the transparency. And that's I I I, I you know, from my experience working with property management companies, very few are um um, consider this as, as a value proposition or consider this as their key differentiator. A lot of times it's that um, it, they're scared to give away too much to their competitors and, and you know, end up uh, uh, hiding themselves from the clients mm-hmm. who, who, who decide to uh, uh, not take them on because of that fact. It, it, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's kind of a circle in a way. I, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from on this. So, um, how, wh- what, what some of the specific strategies besides setting the value proposition and other things? Uh, I know you're teaching a class. Let me take a step back for a second. You're teaching a class at Cal NARPUM, which is a, uh, it's going to come up in uh, um, a California NARPUM um, conference. It's going to come up in February of 2016. Um, what is your class going to be about and kind of where are you taking this? Give, give us a little bit of idea on that. Yeah, I'm teaching the class because um, it's a huge market that if we collectively went after, you know, if these 800,000, if, if, if 30% decided they were tired of managing our properties and they trusted our industry, you're talking two, two or 300,000 properties under management. Plenty of business for all of us to go around, just in my little market area. So what we're talking about today is exactly what I'm going to talk about at uh, the seminar, is specifically how to grow your business, how to add more doors. Uh, to your property management company without having to do, um, you know, without having to increase your acquisition costs substantially. Um, as you and I both, I mean, I, you know, we both know Google just basically shut off SEO from a lot of companies recently, and you got to go pay per click. Um, so, what's an effective way to reach these people that aren't Googling or pay per clicking so that you can grow your business? And how to not just, you know, and ultimately with property management, let's, let's, let's bring property management to the present day, if you will. And more importantly, let's look to the future and how can we all grow and, and, uh, and make money. Because I, I see, you know, what I can do for other companies is uh, to help them improve their business models. Gotcha. So over the last four years, four and a half has been hard at work uh, helping our customers create uh, uh, well, content, uh, mm-hmm. you know, educational content. Specifically, um, you know, almost every single one of our clients has at least 10 how-to videos and blogs and articles 
on how to how to go about managing your own rental property. We kind of saw that right from the beginning. So in other words, even if the transparency, we can't make owners, uh, our customers put pricing on their website, we can uh, squeeze value propositions uh, together, you know, together in the conversations with them. And then put it out on the landing page but the, the content that we've created is is evergreen and it's producing a lot of interest but that interest doesn't always convert quickly right it takes time it takes almost you know months and sometimes years for the content to begin to uh, um to, to to trickle down to the bottom line, the, the bottom line dollars, result bottom line dollars. Is there so? And since this content mostly is evergreen, in other words, it's local specifically. You know how to, you know how to set up a, a pet policy in in for your Los Angeles rental property. I mean, those things are very very particular. Do you see other uses? What other uses can our customers, I guess, uh, come up with from that content uh, to go after the blue ocean? So it's critical when the this person, this this the person managing their own property, uh, receives a direct mail from a property management company. They're going to go to your website, and when they go to their website, they just don't want to see value propositions and see your pricing. They want to feel comfortable with you as a as a as a as a company, as an owner in particular, because for a lot of these people, they own one or two investment. Properties. This is effectively their retirement. This is their props. Most in most cases, this is their greatest financial investment. So we certainly use four and a half because it puts a face onto our company and gives them content. You want them on your website. You know, when I first got in this business, before I had figured all this out, you know, people would call here and want to talk about what our property management company did, and you could be on the phone two or three hours with somebody going over all the ins and outs of property management. You know, what do we do? How do we do it? What happens if this happens? What happens if that? So instead of that, I want them to go to my website. And I want them to be there one or two hours going through all the content, all the different things there, all the transparency, the value propositions, the blogs, the videos, the all that stuff. So when they call here, I don't have you know professional salespeople pick up the phone. My property managers pick up the phone. And they're not convincing them to use our company. They're just confirming what they saw on the website. So for us, the lead conversion is very quick. Once they call here, for the most part, they're signing up and using our services. Our lead conversion rate runs about 80%. That is that, that is amazing. I have never, I mean, I, to be honest with you, that is, that is one of the uh, best indicators of the quality and, and the marketing at work. Um, that, you know, there's nothing like it. I, you know, I, I see people doing maybe 40, 50% conversion rates, but 80 is, is real significant, especially if you don't have professional sales staff answering the phone. So this is really a, a 180 from just about every other company or business, you know, property management owner I speak with. So that, that is interesting. So you, you, you keep alluding to direct mail. I want to kind of quiz you a little bit more on that. And sure. you and I spoke about offline on this. Um, so kind of take me through your thought process of direct mail. How do you think it works for you? So in the real estate business, I use direct mail quite a bit um, to position myself and my company, and we did a lot of business. What I found, I own investment properties, uh, and I would rarely get direct mail. And if I did, it was of just horrific quality. And um, the direct mail piece, it, it, the quality has to be high because when the owner picks up that piece, that's a reflection of you as a company. So if it's just some typewritten you know, you know, letter, that's, that's abysmal. So the quality has to be high, and you've got the, our, all of our direct mail is, is meant to do one thing, is to drive them to the website. So we have lots of calls to action, lots of ways to get them to the website. Um, if we mail out, we've been mailing out an average of 5,000 pieces for probably the last three years. Uh, that runs me about you know, 40 cents a piece, fully loaded. 
And our goal is have 20% of the people go to our website monthly from that. Uh, we reroute about 1,000 people a month through our website. And our conversion rate, right now we're running about, what, 25 or 3%. So our goal is to drive as many people to the website and, of course, increase our penetration rate. Um, so the direct mail is meant to have them feel very comfortable with our company because in there we're going to talk about trusting us and believing us. We're going to talk about how we charge less, which is a key factor is that you've got – you talked earlier – You've got to price your company as if you're not managing 50 doors, but as if you're managing 1,000 doors. Um, and if you do that, you'll get to 1,000 doors. But if you price to 50 doors, you're never going to get off 50 doors. So we intentionally priced um, not, I wouldn't say low, I would say aggressively in our marketplace. And we got rid of all the fees because consumers didn't like that. Um, and that's in our piece as well. And the other key component, and, and we use reputation.com through four and a half, is you've got to have your reviews on there. You've got to drive them to your reviews because they're not going to give you your property if they don't think you're going to do a good job with it. And one of the key things I found when I got into property management, I'd interview owners of companies and I'd say, I'm a big Yelper. I spend some money on Yelp. Um, I believe in Yelp. And I'd ask them, how do you feel about Yelp? And they'd say, well, I, well, I hate Yelp. Yeah. I go, well, whoa, why do you hate Yelp? Well, we get terrible reviews. Well, I go, maybe that's not Yelp. They're just the messenger. Maybe you just have really bad customer service. And so from day one here, we built a culture of customer service. Matter of fact, our slogan is we manage happiness. And 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 we deal with tough situations, tough tenants, tough owners. I'm, I'm you know, preaching to the choir here. But our goal is to always set a high level of uh, excellence when it comes to customer service. And our marketing piece, our direct mail, mail piece, communicates all of those all those propositions to drive them to the websites. I got you. So that is that is really cool. So so the value uh, uh, the the mail piece is your real kind of a. Um, is your gateway to that blue ocean where your website and your content and your reputation and your value propositions and your transparency and your blogs really connects them uh, uh, to the reality of what you represent as a company and they can breathe a sigh of relief that they don't have to manage their own property anymore. They can trust someone like yourself with you know, uh, with the excellent service that you guys provide. You know, that, that is truly amazing. I, I'd say, you know, you're absolutely right. I've never heard anybody say that property management business is really a technology business. It is indeed. Um, it is indeed. There's so many tools out there and so many, you know, ways to bring efficiency into your systems and the organization. But what you're doing is, a, is another level, and that is bringing efficiency into your business development process by going after the blue ocean rather than bloodbath with <laughs> a few hand razors <laughs> although That's the hand razors are still you know a good business to be had and that could keep your portfolio uh, uh you know happily going up but um, if you don't have a blue ocean strategy as you say you probably um you're probably not going to grow as fast because there's a lot of new startups in property management huh there's i see a lot of new companies out there yeah, and there, you know, uh, I, I I had a series of epiphanies over the last few years, and one of them was uh, recently a company called me and they wanted me to uh, buy their company, and they managed about thirty five properties, and they wanted an astronomical amount of money, in my opinion, they wanted like seventy thousand dollars, and I was uh, it brand the numbers, and I said, you know, look, that's ridiculous. Somebody's gonna give you seventy thousand dollars. I'll give you X, and over four years with a look back, and I didn't hear from the guy, and I called him a week later. I said, are you still interested? He goes, yeah, I had three offers at seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. And I said, you give me seventy thousand dollars, you know, that's one hundred and seventy-five thousand direct mail pieces to my marketplace. I'll I'll add four hundred doors, 
and you know you buy those 35 doors from this guy they could be the end of their their you know cycle with they could have been you know already seven years into the mix could be that they like that guy not you and they're going to go away when people come to us, they're going to stay with us. And we always talk about the value of a, a customer here. Um, you know, people say, well, your pricing X is, is too low. Not if you look at the total value of a customer between, um, you know, the maintenance company, between selling their property and the you know, ongoing management. If they come for our story, they're going to stay for our story for a good long time. Um, and, and, and you're right. People are getting into this space. And that's why I'm doing this seminar to people that may think that it's not going to change. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a, uh, I'm not the only guy out there who's looking at this industry as being an opportunity. And if you don't improve your processes, if you don't improve your marketing and your sales operations, you know, there you you could lose your business. If you're not growing, you're going to be contracting over the next five to ten years. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Here, let me do some math. This is actually you just got me all uh, very interested in this in the in the unit economics. I, you know, I'm big I'm big math guy, and unit economics is key. And when you're speaking of customer lifetime value, you're speaking my language because you know that is really truly the the identifier of how much you're willing to spend to acquire a customer. Um, if you don't know what the lifetime value of a customer is or annual value of a customer, then you really don't know how much you're willing to spend, uh, but let's talk, let's look at the seventy thousand dollar example. So, you know, in most cities, I would say eighty percent of the uh, the average in U.S. If you use Google Pay per click, your acquisition cost is going to run anywhere from three to seven hundred dollars. Let's mm-hmm. call it five hundred. So, simply put, for seventy five seventy thousand um, dollars. You can acquire. Let me do uh, the math here. You can acquire 140, <laughs> 140 clients. Uh, you know, from the Google AdWords alone. Not to mention putting seventy. You know, doing only half of that on AdWords and spending the other half rebuilding your value propositions, redoing your website, b- putting more content. You know, going strongly after reputation. I mean. You know, I my first my first blog. I don't know if you listened to it. Excuse me. My first uh, podcast was interviewing Mike Carolano on buying or, um, or selling uh, a management company, and it always baffles me. It baffles me this, Scott. Um, the cost to acquire each property is about a thousand bucks at least. It's a thousand to, as in your case, you know, two thousand dollars or three thousand dollars per property when you buy a company. Mm-hmm. That's why, correct. Why pay that? I mean, uh, you know. It, uh, here's why. I, and that's what, my, uh, what I discovered is if I handed, I don't know, 90% of the property management companies $30,000 and said, here, go spend this and go grow your company, I believe 90% would not know what to do. Uh, they don't know how to spend the money. They don't know how to spend it effectively at least. And buying a company is the path of least resistance. It's easy. It's kind of a no-brainer. Um, and so I think what we've got here, because uh, our, acqu- our acquisition cost runs 200 to 250, um, and so to me, it's it's an industry that doesn't know how to grow their companies, and that's why you know obviously I've given the seminar, and and more importantly, they're pursuing the wrong client. They're they're doing you know no offense to all property management, you know they're they're doing the lead generators that charge you 50 bucks a pop, and there's no guarantee you're going to convert that lead. They are afraid to do Google because you spend the money, and there's no guarantee you're going to get the lead. And I'm trying to tell them that I guarantee you. 
if you you can't send the direct mail piece out as you know without having the infrastructure. You send out a direct mail piece saying, and you don't have great customer service, and you don't have good operations, and you don't have transparency, and you don't have value proposition. Well, you're wasting your money. You might right. as well just flush it down the toilet. But if you build it right and then send out the right marketing message via pay per click or direct mail or whatever might whatever works for you. Um, then you can grow your company as fast as big as you want, depending on how much money you want to spend. Yeah, I, I am I am with you one hundred percent. But there's there's a huge discrepancy between buying a company and acquiring a customer via the pay per click method. But you're right. I think I think you gave me a good answer. I think it's just and, and it's not necessarily their fault. You know, I can't put them at fault here because a you know these are small business owners and marketing is such a riddled. Uh, uh, market is riddled with, uh, you know, costly, costly mistakes, potential costly mistakes, right? Yes. Y- you can bring somebody on uh, full time, you know, in your office and you still know guarantees for anything that they know anything what they're doing. They seem to know what they're doing, but they, they won't necessarily. Right. You can mm-hmm. hire a company outside, no guarantee and results. Um, yeah, I could see why people will fall back into buying a company because at least if they spend a thousand, you know, two thousand dollars per account, they get the account. But that account could be at the end of its life cycle. You're right. Exactly. This, this will really gets me because they don't know what path on that life cycle value you get in that door in. Right. That door could be halfway through it. It could be towards the end. Could be towards the beginning. That's, yeah, that's a gamble too. And, and, and the difference between the real estate business and the property management business, in my opinion, is that in the real estate business, there's all kinds of people out there, 20 or 30 of them, who will tell you how to grow your business, who will help your realtors increase their business. There's a great guy by the name of Tom Ferry. He's got 20,000 people that pay him 2000 bucks a month, and he tells all of them the same stuff. But if you do it, you'll get rich in real estate, by the way. And when I got into property management, I was kind of shocked that there's nobody out there knocking on my door to say, Scott, do you want to learn how to do this properly? Do you want to make sure you, you know, to get it right day one before you waste money on doing the wrong things? So I had to learn, unfortunately, through trial and error and build it. You know, everything I've done, I had to do myself because it wasn't there was anything out there. And I think there's an opportunity for me, at least, to go out there and be the conduit to the four and a half, to the reputation.com, to the lead simples to you know, the direct mail piece so that they can do it well day one and not make mistakes. And, and the biggest mistake you can make, in my opinion, is stay at 100 or 200 or 300 doors. That's, that's the wrong place to be. You're on the wrong side of the equation as companies like mine come down the pike. And I'm more than happy to help those companies to get there and go after the blue ocean where you know, you're, you're, you're swimming by yourself out there right now. Yeah, I got you, Scott. Well, this was an uh, invigorating topic, and I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, uh, out of your busy day to speak with me today. Um, tell people how they can find you. Besides coming, and by the way, we do encourage everybody to attend the California NARPM chapter, uh, yeah, California State NARPM chapter conference in February. But and by the way, you can go to uh, calnarpm.org um, and get information there. But uh, Scott, how would people find you if they want to get a hold of you and? Yeah, so we're currently building a site with modules in it. Um, it's going to be addmoredoors.com, A-D-D-M-O-R-E-D-O-O-R-S.com. It's not up yet. Um, my website, I have no problem people going to my website and taking a look and seeing what we're doing. Um, I'm totally transparent with other property management companies as well. And our web, my company's name is Progressive Property Management, Inc. And the website is pro, P-R-O, prop, P-R-O-P, inc.com proprop.inc.com um, and like i said prop you know if 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 
if people are interested, um, then we'll have a, a program set up um, so that I will meet with them. Um, and I, if they want to, you know, do what we've done, we're we're sort of the uh, role model. Then I will show you. I'll, I'll give them the keys to the castle, and um, it will be a low fee to do so. But if they're interested, just to start reaching out. Um, but like I said, that website won't be built to pretty much right when we get to the. Um, conference it should be done by then but uh yeah more than happy to take those inquiries and start that dialogue with people and and once again i'm not i'm not doing it all by myself i'm going to use the good folks at four and a half and lead simple reputation.com um and and about appfolio we use appfolio because you need all the tools in your toolbox in order to do this properly Gotcha, Scott. Well, thank you very kind. Uh, of course, I am Alex with 4 We do, uh, as you probably gathered, marketing for property management companies. Scott, it was a real pleasure speaking with you, and I we'll hope to have you on the show again. Thank I you. I look forward to it. Thank you, Alex. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.